Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Nick Ashew, BetMGM Tonight, Mississippi State, Georgia Tech. There you go. Tied at 13 now. A lot better. A lot better. See, just it's early. Game it is runs. early. I know they're getting Game some stops, runs. Nick, but they're not they're not hitting three. I mean, they, they could they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. It's ridiculous <laughs> with all these bricks they're throwing. I mean, what is that? Ridiculous. <laughs> I think my favorite thing with you sweating a bet is that you're like the calmest, nicest, most level headed dude I know. Mm-hmm. And you turn into an absolute monster. I do. When in like I'm ready to. I'm worried you're gonna break something in yeah, the studio. When I'm in the sweat chamber, it's just I don't know what it is. I got to start standing, and I oh just, yeah, I can't sit still. You ever pace in your house, like when you're oh absolutely, playing or, absolutely. I just I just want to start pace. I just I can't stand still. I that's just, what I was. That's yeah. what I was doing last night, realizing that that uh, um, Vikings win by one to six points at plus three fifty wasn't coming home. When I watched Justin Fields just find a wide open receiver, oh. I went oh. Oh, yeah, so all game, you can't move the ball down the field, and right now, you're going to get in a field goal range. <laughs> Still just one of the worst games. I mean, that, that was just... That was bad. That God, was that bad. was tough. Uh, yeah. Providence also up 20-12 to 12 now on Wagner. Got a bunch of NBA in-season tournament games about to tip off in about a 10 minutes or so here. So, uh, we just had Feast Week in college basketball. Did you ever... Did you leave the TV at all, or were you just between football and and feast week for you as a college basketball nope. junkie. Had no time for grandma, no time <laughs> for the parents. It was just me, myself, my food, and my television. Michigan State and uh, Arizona, they said the ratings for that game was incredible. So, love feast week, Nick. It's just it's a little appetizer for like what we're going to get when March comes. It's a beautiful thing. It is. It, it is. really it, is. You at least get some early uh you get some early kind of just I guess you could say small sample sizes of what some teams at least could yep. be. And you, you know, know it's with the matchups. And you know it's feast week when Purdue looks like they're going to win the national title. That's oh, how you know it's feast isn't, week. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. All right, we bring on Kai McEwen, three-man weave. Let's let's just kind of look big picture right now with with what we saw in, in feast week. Biggest takeaway for you, maybe biggest surprise, what stood out? There's certainly a lot I guess we could comb through with that. Yeah, obviously a lot of great tournaments, a lot of great MTEs during feast week. Best time of the year outside of March. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry with Purdue. I thought Purdue looked great. <laughs> like, uh, like you said, they look like a national title contender. I think this year is a bit different than last season with the guards becoming sophomores, not just freshmen, right? They had more experience under their belt. They have a guy like Lance Jones, a little bit more dynamic on the wing. They certainly lacked that last season. Um, Arizona, you mentioned them against Michigan State. For my money, top two team in the country with Purdue right now, at least from the eye test. Yep. They kind of remind me of UConn from last year at this point, just very little weaknesses, in my opinion. But yeah, it was great watching the Maui, great watching Atlantis. Those tournaments are the best all season. Yeah, completely agree. What about Kansas, Kai? They were the number yeah. one team in the country going into Maui. And my big takeaway is they really don't have a lot of depth. You know, they brought in Nicholas Timberlake from Towson. They hope he could add some scoring. They have some five stars. But it just seems like, you know, when they play against these elite teams, when they go up against the Marquettes, when they go up against the Purdue's, I mean, they're they're going to really struggle with their depth. Is that something that you can see them kind of building throughout the year? Or do you think that's going to be a weakness for them? Yeah, I, I trust Bill Self to figure it out. But yeah, right now it's a huge weakness. Top four, they might have the best top four in the country or at least can go toe-to-toe with anybody. But after that, it's, it falls off. They need to find a fifth starter. El Marco Jackson is supposed to be that guy, five-star freshman. He has not looked very good. Timberlake, you mentioned, has not looked very good. 
Uh, and that really goes into shooting as well. Shooting is a big weakness of this team. Uh, outside of Dewan Harris, who doesn't really look to shoot that much, they haven't been that great. Um, still have Dickinson, still have Adams, McCuller and Harris, and, and Bill Self, arguably the best coach in the country. So they'll be fine. But right now, yeah, that, that is a glaring weakness that some other elite teams don't have. Yeah, and obviously they had that loss to Marquette by uh, 14 yeah. points, and they turned the ball over 18 times. And when you go back and, and, and look at that game and how, I mean, Marquette was just so aggressive. They had that 11-0 run at 1.2. But to me, it was all about just the generating of the turnovers and looking like they were just overwhelming Kansas mm -hmm. physically in that game. Do you look back on that and say that was more based on that issue for Kansas and the depth and maybe there's some more things they're going to have to maybe address or is it just more of a testament to the type of team Marquette is in your eyes? I kind of lean Marquette on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, very well coached with Shaka as well and yeah, their defense, it seems like they have eight guys on the floor when the other team has five, right? Trying to bring the ball up against that that sort of press they do. A lot of length in the perimeter. Speed, tons of speed. Their, their freshman, Sean Jones, is fast as lightning. Uh, a lot of length. Kolick, obviously, very physical point guard. So, yeah, I, I think it had more to do with Marquette, and Marquette was impressive, too, that whole tournament. The fact that they were even in the game with Purdue, who was on fire uh, during that contest, was impressive in itself. Kai, I'm looking at all these bracketologists, and they have the Big Ten having like eight teams in the tournament, and it just bothers me, Kai, because we know what this conference <laughs> does in March. Purdue, I'll give you. Michigan State, we both know they're going to be fine with Izzo in March. But it's like all these teams that we maybe thought had some potential. Boy, has Maryland looked bad to start the year. Illinois up and down. Indiana hasn't been great. I mean, realistically, outside of Purdue and Michigan State, is there any team in the Big Ten right now that you would kind of buy low on at this point? Man, I, I liked Wisconsin preseason. I still kind of like them. Uh, I think they're a good defensive team, and they have a little bit more dynamism this year on offense with A.J. Storr coming from St. John's. Uh, but I do not like Indiana. Uh, Maryland, I think, will figure it out. Iowa's always good offensively, but we know they're, they're nothing come March. They, they will lose in the first or second round. Fran McCaffrey's never been to a Sweet 16, which is wild. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, the Big Ten overall is kind of it's kind of down past, past Purdue and Michigan State. No one's looked great. Um, maybe Ohio State is actually the third-best team in this conference. I, mm -hmm. I thought it was Michigan. Then they kind of looked poorer in a couple games. So a little bit of a crapshoot. We'll, we'll see what happens come conference play. I know it's early in the season, but does Michigan even look like a tournament team to you? Because they're four and three now. Sometimes <laughs> I watched the St. John's <laughs> game. I watched St. John's game. I was like, man, this team's awesome, you know. And and Phil Martelli was coaching that team at the time. And no offense to Juwan Howard, I think Phil Martelli is a better coach than he is. Uh, not saying they won't be good when he comes back on the bench, but they're way too inconsistent right now. Um, after that St. John's game, losing to Long Beach State, inexcusable. Um, I thought they pr played okay in their MTE. But yeah, they, they, they still need to figure some things out. Um, pretty young team. Again, no depth, kind of like Kansas. That, that That's what they're really lacking. Kai, we talked about Marquette a little bit earlier. I mean, who do you think is the best team in the Big East? UConn, we know they lost some pieces, man, but they still look really, really good. I know Creighton had a, had a bad loss to Colorado State, looked terrible in that game, but they got a really good team too. At this point, is UConn still the team to beat for you in the Big East, or, or do you like Marquette or Creighton? <laughs> Yeah, I'll go UConn by a hair over Marquette. I love Marquette. They're right there, but UConn looks scary good. They've been winning games without uh, Castle. They're, they're five-star freshman who is awesome. Uh, Cam Spencer is a terrific grab from the transfer portal from Rutgers. He looks great. Klingon is starting to find his groove. He 
he was coming off in, coming off injury the first couple of games. I think he needed to settle in a little bit. Dominated New Hampshire uh, on Monday. Yeah, I think UConn's one for me. Marquette, Creighton's right there, and Villanova uh, looked great th- uh, this week as well. Despite the coaching, I don't think Cal Neptune's too great, but uh, the roster is um, undeniable. Talking to Kai McHugh and BetMGM tonight. All right, so we got Kentucky and Miami set to play tonight. Now, PJ and I are on opposite sides of this, just just slightly. He's under 164.5. I'm over 164. I just looked, PJ. The total has gone down to 162.5. So I'm not not feeling too good right now about that, Kai. Is this going to be one of those games where you see a lot of points, you like the over, or you may be more on PJ's side where I think we may be taking an under on that? Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought they couldn't make the total high enough. That was my initial lean. Yes, uh, feel a little. Miami doesn't good. play. Miami doesn't play defense. Both teams are awesome in offense. The problem is, is there some regression coming, uh, shooting wise? Mm-hmm. Both teams are top four in the country in three point percentage. I kind of buy the Miami one. I'm not sure I buy Kentucky being that good of a shooting team. So we'll see. Uh, two teams that want to get out in transition. This game might have 80 possessions. If that's the case, I do lean towards the over. Uh, didn't play it. Another pretty good game tonight, Alabama and Clemson. Kai, I just want to get your thoughts on these two teams. Clemson's kind of a sleeper team, maybe in the ACC. Bama, we know they were the number one overall team going into the tournament last year. Lose a ton of guys, but they got the number one offense right now, according to Ken Palm. They don't play much defense, but they have a loaded offense. How do you kind of see these teams? What do you see in this game, and then what do you think of both teams moving forward? Uh, Very curious to see what Clemson does, because I was high on them in the preseason. I uh, love P.J. Hall. I uh, love who they brought in. Joe Girard, I think, was a great get from Syracuse. And Brad Brownell does not get a lot of credit. He's been a pretty good coach. Clemson's not an easy place to win uh, from a basketball perspective. Uh, and, and, yeah, you mentioned Alabama. They tend to fluctuate when they're good defensively, when they're not good defensively under Oates. The offense is usually there. This season, they do not appear to be great on uh, the defensive end, and that's kind of due to a lack of you know, comparatively athleticism that they've had in the past. Uh, length in the perimeter. They're, they're lacking it compared to last season, but they can still score. Um, so I'm curious to see what Clemson does. I thought the line was a little bit high. I'd lean towards Clemson. Um, they are, have a ton of experience. I think top 25 in the country in experience. And again, uh, I think Brownell is a pretty good coach. We'll have a good game plan. PJ Hall is going to be tough to stop. You know, Kai, I'm looking at the uh, odds to win the ACC right now. Duke is such a heavy favorite, a plus 125. UNC's 5-1, to one, Miami's 6-1. to one. Clemson's all the way down there at 14-1. to one. I know it's really early in the mm-hmm. season, but who do you look at right now as the biggest threat? And I, you may not even see Duke as the best team in the ACC, but clearly they're the favorite, so we can certainly look at it that way. I mean, Tyrese Proctor's played a lot better since that Arizona game to start the year. Uh, who do you look at right now in the ACC and say, you know, they look like the team that would be the biggest threat to Duke who sits as the favorite? Yeah, it's funny. How many times has Duke won the ACC regular season? It hasn't been much, and they're yeah. the favorite basically every season. Maybe it changes under Shire, right, just year two for him. That was kind of Coach K's bugaboo. He couldn't quite win the regular season. didn't matter, won the tournament. Uh, I, I would say North Carolina if they, if they had a better coach, uh, but I don't give Hubert <laughs> Davis a lot of credit. Uh, so I'll go Virginia. Defense still travels. I think they're going to be really good come ACC play, and Tony Bennett always uh, does well in that league. Virginia six to one, PJ six to one. Can't get there. Can't get, not this not this Virginia <laughs> no, team. No. no, but maybe the James Madison. Maybe that's the yeah. Virginia team. <laughs> Kai, what about some of these mid majors? I mean, who could be this year's yeah. San Diego State? Who could be this year's FAU? Both those teams are really good. It might be them again. Yeah. Uh, or are there some other teams that you like as well? 
Well, yeah, they can just run it back. FAU yeah. looks fantastic still after kind of a, a rocky start, I would say. Uh, yeah, James Madison <laughs> is a good pick. I think Kent State's still awesome. Uh, Liberty, they lost the, the best player in their program's history, one of the best mid-major players of all time, and Darius McGee, and somehow they're better than last season. So th- they'll be dangerous as well come tournament time. Kai McEwen, three-man weave. Always good to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You know, it's funny. We look at Duke as, like, such a heavy favorite to win the ACC. So much is based on just Duke and the name. Oh, like, let's course. be honest. It's like the Cowboys every year. We know their odds are always shorter to win the win the Super Bowl because – and, again, look, the Cowboys do have a lot of great regular seasons, right? Win yep. a ton of games. We've seen it time and time again now. But the reality of it is there's so much of that based off of just name alone. And Duke really is in that spot still. John Shire, we don't, we don't know yet what this program is going to look like down the road with him as the head coach, but we at least see a team that certainly looks like they can win the ACC. 100%. I mean, Duke far and away is the most talented team in, yeah. in that league. I mean, they they should win it. Miami, I'm not as high on as most people. You know, they do return some of those guys from their Final Four team, but they lost their two best players in Isaiah Wong and Jordan Miller. I agree with Kai on North Carolina. I like their talent. I just don't love... Hubert Davis is a head coach. Nobody does. So, I mean, it's that, like, you go, well, think about it. It's like his first year, we we're like, are they going to make the tournament? Then they get all, I mean. They should have won the title. Right, right? they should have <laughs> won the title. And then yeah. it's right back to, oh, never mind. Yeah. No. I, so I just, I can't get there with Carolina. Virginia, it just feels like they're going to be a five seed and lose to a 12 like they've done like the last four years. So I can't get there. I'm with Kai, though, on Clemson. Mm-hmm. I think that could be the team. He mentioned they were... 14-1 to to win the ACC. And, you know, I kind of like that. I mean, they're very experienced, like he said. Top 25 in terms of experience. P.J. Hall is one of the best players in the ACC. Got a veteran point guard in Joe Girard. I think that Clemson-Alabama game is going to be really, really good because Bama might be the best offensive team in the country. They're at Tuscaloosa tonight. So if Clemson's able to to stop that offense, contain that offense, then you know they'll have a good chance containing some of these ACC offenses like Duke and Miami. So I, I agree with him. Clemson could be a team to watch moving forward. Got the uh, NBA in-season tournament Tuesday games about to tip off. Heat Bucks. This is no Jimmy Butler tonight. Bam out of bio, nine straight games with 20-plus points. If you want to jump on a last-minute points prop, I'd look at Bam. Bam gets up against uh, Giannis. Giannis actually struggles against Bam, too. I did in, in one parlay take under. I propped it up. I moved it up a little bit to 32.5. I took under 32.5 points for Giannis, even though he's averaging close to 30 a game. He really struggles against Bam. Bam is, again, you know, we see these certain matchups in yep. the NBA where guys just get up for somebody else, and you see Bam doing that with Giannis. You get that a lot with, you know, Jokic and Embiid. We've watched that battle. I talked earlier about the just the Kings and Warriors as a whole with Kavon Looney then and DeMontis Sabonis, so... Do you do you like the red the all red court for the Heat? Uh, it's not, it's okay. Okay, I don't love the Heat culture jerseys. I, you know what? Mm. I'm glad you brought that up because not you had great. Spolster get all pissy last year when yeah. people brought it up, which I don't understand right. because it's a compliment to what you've helped build. I agree. Like that, it's like you be, that's a good thing, and now they've got it written on their jerseys. Yeah, and now the, the name of their arena, Casilla Center. Oh, well, that's it's like what the Steelers changed Heinz Field to it's, agriculture, like whatever that name is. Acupuncture, I don't know I what it no is. I have no idea. I hate yeah. the name changes for arenas, but we know in the end it's all branding. Yes, but the branding is. is really just about the money you're going to get from the next company that wants to be the brand for you. So there's really nothing left. Uh, what the college football playoff looks like just days before championship weekend next. Bet MGM tonight.